What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's Thursday, it's time for another player breakdown video. This week we're taking a look at the third round draft decision between Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. You all know I'm a big advocate for early round quarterback this season, and while that doesn't necessarily mean you have to draft one of the top three, uh, I would say any of the, like, the top nine really stand out. It does mean that I'm more than willing to spend a mid-third round pick at the quarterback position, and so we should figure out what order we want to take them in. So, let's start things off with Jalen Hurts. Hurts will be entering his fourth season in the NFL and just finished as a quarterback six and the quarterback one in points per game over the last two years. His only two years as the starter. Last season was really just a true breakout for him and for the offense. They added in A.J. Brown, the offense really exploded. Uh, we saw them make it all the way to the Super Bowl. And through 15 games last season, he did miss two games. He scored 35 total touchdowns. He threw for over 3,700 yards, and he ran for another 760 yards. And it was really the rushing touchdowns that put him over the edge in fantasy. The vast majority of you play in leagues that have four points for a passing touchdown, but six points for a rushing touchdown. And so when someone scores 13 rushing touchdowns like Jalen Hurts did, that's going to be huge for their fantasy production. It was five more than next closest, who was Justin Herbert. That is a massive edge that he has in fantasy. Also, you know, I was assuming that the league would make a push to make that play illegal. They started to do it late last season. It was like a cheat code for them in the playoffs where basically they would just like do the quarterback sneak and just shove Jalen Hurts forward. I thought they'd make it illegal. They did not. And so... I mean, you have to think that the Eagles are going to implement that again this season. He's going to have an incredibly high floor. We have seen some mobile quarterbacks, um, you know, very, very mobile, very, very good in the red zone, but just sometimes have a year where they don't spike for touchdowns. Think of someone like Lamar Jackson. He's had years that have been kind of down in rushing touchdowns. We know he's capable of monster totals, but he's had some low-run years. Because that play is still possible I just don't see a world where Jalen Hurts is fully healthy or like healthy enough to play, you know, 15 or 16 games and he doesn't have a really high rushing touchdown total because why would they have a play that no one can stop and then go away from it? Maybe the league will figure things out, be able to stop that play, but it feels sort of unlikely. And even if they do, he's still going to be amazing from in close. So, his floor for rushing touchdowns is very high. I'm not going to project him for 13 like last season, but I have him at 10.5 right now. That leads all quarterbacks by a lot. It is third amongst all players in general. Um, but the appeal for Jalen Hurts doesn't really even stop there. Um, obviously, he's mobile, but he's got A.J. Brown. He's got Devonta Smith. That is, a, I would say, a top three duo in the league. You could absolutely argue that it is the number one duo in the league, but I don't think anyone's going to argue. It's definitely top three. And when you add in Dallas Goddard on top of that, like it gets to a trio that makes it very, very easy for Jalen Hurst to succeed through the air. Someone's open. For you to design a play on defense, if you'd be good enough on defense to shut down all of A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, and Dallas Goddard on a play without letting like Quez Watkins burn you over the top, without letting the running backs get open in the receiving game, now having DeAndre Swift an even better upgrade there in the receiving game. And then you're also not going to let Jalen Hurts scramble. Like it's just, it's so difficult for defenses to stop that. And that means they're going to have a really good season again this year. Also, uh, some people have said that a negative is the strength schedule is more difficult. 
I mean, obviously, it's more difficult, right? They had the second easiest schedule last season, and so their schedule will be harder. But that might actually be a good thing for Jalen Hurts. Uh, it was unreal how many games resulted in a blowout in the second half with Hurts not really needing to do anything in the third or fourth quarters. Uh, last year, the Eagles had an average halftime lead of 8.7 points, which is more than twice as high as any other team other than the Bills and the 49ers. And even those two, it was nearly twice as high. So basically every single team, they had twice as good a lead at halftime. So many blowouts for the Eagles last season. And that really caused them to just play so conservatively in the second half, running the ball a ton. And I know it sounds weird to say since he finished first in points per game, but it limited the ceiling for Jalen Hurts. Teams just couldn't keep up. And so even in games where they were going off, you know, they would score in three of their first four drives where normally you're forcing other teams to pass the ball, to play faster. That's forcing you to keep your foot in the gas and score more points. And we get into these shootouts. It just never happened. They'd win these games like 35 to seven, scoring seven points in the second half because they just ran the ball every play, played super slow and didn't really need to be aggressive. And also, it's not like the Eagles have like a brutal schedule or anything, right? Like they dropped down from the second easiest schedule to a slightly easier than average schedule this season, so they can still absolutely dominate. So overall, Hertz is coming off a season where he was first in points per game. His weapons have, I would say, improved if you consider DeAndre Swift an upgrade over Miles Sanders in the receiving game, which I do. And they should be in more competitive second halves this season. And since the league didn't change that push play cheat code, like he's a lock to have a massive rushing total. So as you could have probably guessed, uh, he is a phenomenal pick this season. Absolutely fine taking him in round three. But I'm also fine taking the other two. So let's break them down as well. First up, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes entering his seventh season in the NFL. He's been the quarterback one, five, one, five, and three in points per game over the last few seasons. Last year, in his first year without Tyreek Hill, he threw for 5,250 yards, 41 touchdowns to 12 interceptions, also ran for four rushing touchdowns. And that's in a season where his three leading wide receivers were, and honestly, like, it seemed like at time dust Juju. I don't think he's completely dust, but, like, he's not amazing, right? Juju. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who you all know I think is a highly overrated player, and Michael Hardman who I think everyone can agree is a really good deep threat, but, you know, not someone who's running routes very crisply, uh, not someone who's, like, you know, commanding a ton of targets. So not exactly an elite crew. Now, they still, this season, don't have a true number one, but Sky Moore reportedly has been having a really good offseason, taking a big step forward this year. Um, they've also added second-round wide receiver Rasheed Rice, along with hopefully having Tony for most of the season. We will see if when he comes back, he can stay healthy. But I would assume for at least some of the season, also going to have Tony in there. That's going to help things a little bit more than last season because he came over late. He wasn't used that much. Hopefully, he can get more production this season. Now, I think it's debatable which kind of wide receiver grouping is better. I do think this season is a slight upgrade, but you could definitely debate. Maybe you think last season was a bit better. Uh, but I also don't think it matters all that much. Like, Mahomes could throw for 5,000 yards with Calvin Benjamin, Dante Pettis, and LaVisca Chenault at wide receiver. He's the best quarterback in football, and as long as he has at least competent wide receiver play, 
he's going to finish top five in fantasy. Now, I do have Justin Herbert projected for 11 more passing yards than Mahomes, but Mahomes is second. He has three and a half more projected passing touchdowns than the next highest quarterback. Another positive with Mahomes is that, you know, he's a little bit more likely to play a full season than someone like Jalen Hurts. Uh, People do go a little bit overboard at times thinking that every mobile quarterback is going to miss time. They're all going to get injured. You can't trust any of them. Like, I don't think we should ever really go that far, but it is true to some degree that mobile quarterbacks do take far more hits and that obviously increases their chance of injury. So it's worth noting that Mahomes is only going to run the ball around 60 to 70 times this season, while someone like Jalen Hurts is probably going to run the ball well over 150 times while also taking more sacks. So I think there are positives and negatives to both. I think it is very close between these two. Uh, but we have another quarterback to add into the mix, and then I'll go through and I'll rank all three. Josh Allen uh, entering his sixth season in the NFL, and he's finished second, first, and second in points per game since Stephon Diggs joined the team a few years ago. Now, in those three seasons, he has around 4,300 to 4,500 passing yards while scoring 45, 42, and 42 touchdowns in total in each season. So if I had to guess, He'd be around that range, right? He's going to be in the low to mid 40s for total touchdowns, around 43, 44, 4,500 passing yards. Um, at wide receiver, they didn't really make any changes, though I think Shakir should improve a bit in year two. There's always the hope that Gabe Davis will develop into a good route runner. Um, he is a very, very good you know, explosive player, downfield threat. He is not someone that is ever going to command a significant target share because of route running. It's just not going to happen. Again, there's the hope that it does, but it's probably not going to. The biggest change this season is likely at tight end. Uh, They drafted Dalton Kincaid in the first round, and they've been very transparent about using him as a split-out wide receiver, mainly in the receiving game, not as much as a blocker. They want to get him involved as a blocker. He's going to be developing in that area, but especially early in the season, and especially how they're going to use him most, is as a receiver and not even in line. They're going to split him out and basically have him run wide receiver routes. And that is music to our ears in fantasy, not only from Kincaid's perspective, but for Allen as well. They're going to create a lot of mismatches for him, and that's just going to help him in the passing game. So even though Kincaid is a rookie tight end, this is going to help Josh Allen this season. I do know he's going to contribute in year one. They also got rid of Devin Singletary, and they're going to be using a lot more James Cook as their lead back. Um, they already threw the ball a lot, and they're not going to switch to like, you know, a 25% run rate or anything. But given that move, given everything we've been hearing in camp, it seems like they're going to use James Cook a lot more this season. And that does just indicate they want to be slightly more pass heavy this season. Another positive for Josh Allen. So it was mostly a positive offseason for Allen with the one exception being the comments that Sean McDermott made uh, that Josh Allen himself echoed about running the ball for Allen, like Allen himself running the ball a little bit less this season in an effort to reduce his hits a little bit. That's not exactly what we want to hear since Allen's mobility is a big part of his fantasy production. Um, You know, Mahomes has a pretty significant edge in the passing department with yards and touchdowns. We know that Jalen Hurts has a much bigger rushing touchdown projection uh, than Josh Allen. And so 
if Allen is going to lose some of these carries, lose some of these touchdowns near the goal line, then it'll be tough for him to compete in the passing department with Mahomes and the rushing touchdown department with uh, Jalen Hurts. So I'm hopeful we hear more about this as we move through camp, uh, since it really is a very important part of the projection. So those are my thoughts on all three. Uh, let's pretend we are in the mid-third round. The top-tier running backs are gone. The top-tier wide receivers are gone. You're looking at both those positions, and you're like, mm, I see a drop-off. I don't want to be the first one to really take this like mid-to-late uh, third-round running back or wide receiver. And so you want to take a quarterback. You know that the top three are very valuable, that they won't be there in the mid-fourth. So who should you go with? When comparing these three, uh, the thing I keep going back to is ceiling. All the quarterbacks in today's video have a very similar projection no matter what the scoring format is. But given how early we're taking these three, for them to end up being really good picks at their ADP, they probably have to end up exceeding their projection. Two years ago, Mahomes, Kyler, Lamar, and Aaron Rodgers were first, third, fourth, and fifth in ADP, and they finished fifth, third, eighth, and sixth, respectively, in scoring. So, Overall, not too bad, right? All were taken in the top five, all finished between third and eighth. But because of how early they were taken and because they didn't exceed that ADP, they all provided a negative playoff rate over expectation, meaning it actually hurt the teams that drafted them. And that's even counting Kyler. Drafted third, finished third. Rodgers, drafted fifth, finished sixth. Even them provided a negative playoff rate over expectation. And to make things worse, only Mahomes that season had an ADP in the top three rounds. So again, if we are taking a quarterback this early, they need to have a dominant season. And when I think about who's most likely to do that, I think the order is first, Jalen Hurts, because of just that floor for the rushing touchdowns, but also the ceiling. He's capable of 15 16 rushing touchdowns that's worth over 22 passing touchdowns a huge cheat code in fantasy also if we look back to last season his 25.2 points per game last season was higher than any season that Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes has had over the last four years so if he can do that again he will be well worth a third round pick he'd probably be worth a mid second round pick then you have Patrick Mahomes, I think he would come in second for ceiling, just given that passing touchdown ceiling. He is the only one of these three that could hit for, you know, 5,500 passing yards, 45 plus passing touchdowns. I think because of that possibility, he comes in second. And then I would say Josh Allen. I know he's a really good combination of rushing and passing, but the fact that there does remain a risk that they do limit his rush attempts, and especially if they're trying to keep him healthy, that would mean limiting his rush attempts near the goal line. Those are the ones that have the highest chance of injury, right? When he's just pounding into other players trying to score. Like if they're trying to limit that and they're going to call more designed runs for the running backs in that area, well, that's going to hurt. And if he already projects for lower in the passing department than Mahomes, lower in the rushing department than Hurts, if you're going to take away some of that rushing, it just limits that possibility that he's going to hit for a 25, 26 points per game season. And so I think for him to pay off the ADP, there's no way they can limit 
that rushing. And if there's a possibility that they do, why take him first? These other two are so locked in. Like Mahomes is so locked in, even if you don't think those wide receivers are as good as they were last season. He's going to throw for 5,000 yards, and the rushing touchdowns are so locked in for Jalen Hurts that why take that risk with Josh Allen? So even though the projections are incredibly close no matter what the scoring format is, uh, I think ceiling is super important, and when we're taking that into account, it's Hurts, then Mahomes, then Allen. However, if we are in a six-point passing touchdown league, I do think that changes things. I think that Without a doubt, you should put Patrick Mahomes first because of his just locked-in floor with those passing touchdowns and with there not being an edge for rushing. I think that skyrockets him right to the top. I don't think there's much debating that there. Between Allen and Hertz, I do also think I have Hertz first for that difference for how many points you get in rushing touchdowns because that's gone, because the edge just takes that away. Again, if he hits for... 15 rushing touchdowns in a four-point passing touchdown league, you're basically adding in seven passing touchdowns. That is basically what you've done given the math for how that works out, right? But because that edge doesn't matter, he loses a lot of that value. And so I think it's Mahomes, then Allen, then Jalen Hurts, again, in a six-point passing touchdown league, Hurts, Mahomes, Allen in a four-point passing touchdown league. So that's how I'd rank these three um, if you want to see my rankings for all the other quarterbacks, for all other players, you can see that on my website, thefantasyfootballadvice.com. You can also check the description for an underdog promo. That offers a way to get the rankings for free. Just sign up for your first underdog account today using promo code FFA and make a minimum $10 deposit. Again, you get all of the rankings free. So I'll be back tomorrow to go over my favorite players to draft this season. Saturday, to talk about the biggest ADP changes over the last two weeks. And then Sunday, to talk about some running backs to avoid. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all enjoyed. If you did, have a hitting the like button. Have subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.